Good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, this has been an interesting week, to say the least. Uh, I don't know if you know this, um, but a lot of times when you preach on things, God has a <coughs> sense of humor to um, test you in them. Uh, it's one reason uh, I don't, uh, I don't just for no reason do marriage series without doing some prep. Just you know, every time I've done a marriage series, it's just like, oh my god. Um, thank you, Lord. It's a work on whatever. Um, so last week, you know, I preached on sifting uh, uh, and how God uses uh, trials and tribulations and things going on in your life to. Uh, to encourage you, to grow you, to transform you, to do things in you um, that maybe you wouldn't allow to be done without them. Well, uh, I ended up in the hospital this week. I uh, went to the ER uh, on Tuesday. Um, started coughing up a, a little um, red stuff and um, probably would have ignored the red stuff uh, and pulled a muscle in my back. Um, which was making it hard for me to breathe. Uh, just for, not because of my lungs, but just because uh, my back was hurting so bad every time I took a deep breath. And so I went to an urgent care on uh, Tuesday, uh, and uh, hoping to just get a muscle relaxer so I could take a full breath. Uh, and they're like, I'm not giving you any medication. You're going to the ER. Uh, so they sent me down to the ER at Novant, um, took some blood work, uh, and got my first CT scan. Remember, uh, a CT scan with contrast, which they give you this chemical that gets you really warm, makes you feel like you're yourself. Uh, they pre-warned me, so I didn't, you know, freak out. Um, and honestly thought they were just doing these things to uh, check boxes to send me home. And um, it, within a very quick, I mean, like within 45 minutes of being in the room, they had me uh, in a CT scan, and within 30 minutes after that, um, they said that I get to spend the night. Uh, first time. First time hospital stayer. Um, and uh, I have stayed the night because I had blood clots in the lungs. So um, I was told that in uh, the lower portion of my lungs, I have uh, pulmonary embolism, is what they call um, which I guess the lower they are, the uh, less life threatening and the less trauma that they do to your. Art, yeah, uh, work and stuff, and so uh, I get blood thinners for 90 days. <clears throat> they stabbed me almost immediately. Blood thinners. I had all these other procedures. Uh, I was, you know, not an intravenous drug user. Uh, they just kept taking blood from me all night long. Um, <clears throat> and here I am, and God is still good. Uh, and Monday night, as I was trying to sleep on the couch to let my wife actually get some sleep because I, was, I couldn't get comfortable. I was moving, coughing. Um, my um, quoted scripture from Sunday just kept coming to my head out of joke. Though he slay me, I will trust him. Yeah, um, I'm in good spirits. So I probably feel the best that I've felt in the last 24 days. <clears throat> and God is good at um, and God would still be good if um, my prognosis was different and worse and more dangerous. Um, but God is good. And I, I just want to tell you before I get into what we're going to talk about today that 
what I preached on last week uh, is truth, regardless of how um, bad your weeks get or how you feel or what little whispers are coming into your ears to tell you otherwise. Uh, God's good. And he will always be. So I promised you last week uh, that I would talk about identity. And here we are. Uh, you are currently living out an identity, whether you know it or not. I mean, it, I, you know, you're probably not thinking like I am. And uh, so just for, if you're new to our church and you see these, um, hello, my name tags, and if you filled it out, I apologize. I might give you better instructions earlier. Um, that's just an illustration that you hold on to, so keep that with you. I want that to go home with you today. And if you by chance wrote on it or you don't have one near you, there's a stack of them on the desk that you can grab one on your way out. <clears throat> so today, through the Word, uh, we will be confronted um, with which identity you will choose to live under. Because it is a choice. It's your choice. Um, many of us are running ahead of uh, or in our life uh, based on an identity that we don't even know that's there, but it's there, and it's driving us to do the things that we do every day. And so here's my one thing that I want you to hear, uh, and you'll, uh, maybe as soon as I say this word, you'll know where I'm going to go, and this isn't, t- t- this wasn't the text that I thought I was going to preach from when I was going to talk about identity, but I listened to it this week, and someone was talking about it in a different way, and it's like the Holy Spirit just said, there. And so my one thing that I want you to hear and, and take out of today is that, um, is to pick your yoke. Because your choice, which you hope you're going to live by. Let's pray. Jesus, my words, even relating your words, don't have the power uh, that they need without you. Uh, So, Lord, I just submit and surrender to your authority that comes through your words, submit and surrender uh, to your ability to speak in greater levels and with greater power and with greater influence than me. And so I pray that you would use these words that you've given me today to encourage us to submit and surrender to a yoke that is light and easy. Uh, We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going to be in Matthew 11, 28 um, in just a second, but I I like to kind of build up to what's going on, and I, I want to... Uh, context is important, and you knowing what's going on around it is it's useful. And so right before 25, which we're actually going to pick up in, uh, you get this whole paragraph that is Jesus basically saying, Woe to unrepented cities. And these were cities that mighty works done by the Savior were, were happening. People saw miraculous things, and they didn't believe, they didn't surrender, they didn't follow. And Jesus is saying basically like, woe to them that they saw these things and they missed Jesus. And I say this so that we can all hear this, that it's very easy to miss it. It's very easy to miss God. Even when he's active, 
and working all around you. When you even when you see the miraculous happen around you, it's easy to miss it. <clears throat> so pick it up in verse 25. Uh, it'll be on your screen before you, uh, but if you've got your Bibles, I always encourage you um, to look at it. Something like um, spark in you that you want to mark and look at later. <clears throat> but starting in verse 25, it says, At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Amen. Be grateful that God opens his truths even to us. Even to the unlearned, even to the ones that have missed him a thousand times before, he can reveal his truths to them. There were those who thought that life with the Father was theirs because of their knowledge and birthright. But they were wrong. It wasn't because of that. Jesus was, and he's going to read the these words of the, the place that we go. Screens are the, literally the bang of my existence. <laughs> Ignore that. Like, I'll read every text word um, that's going on. And it, it just, it is what it is. You know? <clears throat> Verse 26 says, Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. It was his will. It was his purpose. God came to his children. His children missed, ignored, altered to see the power, the authority, the person that God was sending. But others didn't. Others that the community and everyone else neglected or treated poorly had an opportunity to see the Father through Jesus. 27, it says, All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son chooses to reveal Him. We only get to know the Father through the Son, and only those He chooses to reveal. And, and this is why we get in the Word, so God can reveal Himself to us, so that we can see God through Jesus. <clears throat> Hang in there. I will be dealing with identity. Jesus here is trying to deal with an old system that wasn't working. And he was and he is calling people to himself to resolve the problem of sin, which is what this is all really about. I mean, the whole text that we're dealing today is Jesus is saying, come to the source that can fix the issue that you cannot fix. Learn from me. This is what he's saying here. There was an old system that they thought that they, the, the more laws that they added would make the more, would make people better. And it, it didn't. They, they, they missed God because of these things. And it wasn't that the laws were evil or unjust. But anytime, and hear this, church, anytime you pick a pattern of obedience over the person of Jesus, you miss. Jesus. And we like it. We want the five-step program to be this. We want the like 
<laughs> you know, I always joke, and I don't remember which it is, the five-minute abs, the six-minute abs. We won't, the less that we can do to still get the same thing, and, and it doesn't work that way, which you'll see through the text today. Jesus isn't a one-and-done God. Jesus isn't your salvation if you want him just to get you a punch in your ticket to heaven. Jesus wants connection. He wants surrender, which we're going to see through the text today, clearly. And then verse 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So where do we go to deal with our identity issues? Because our identity, our false identity issues are sin. Because we're living under something that is driving us away from what God desires and designs. And it's on us. Because we'll see in just a second. There's, there's a yoke on us that he's asking us to exchange with him. There's but one person that can resolve our issues and remove the weight that we weren't meant to carry. We weren't designed to carry. There's Jesus. And I, I love, I've not done a ton of funerals, but this is my go-to text. Because where do you go when you're broken? Church is a great place to go, but church is not the fix. What church points to is the fix, which is Jesus. He doesn't say to come to an ideology. He doesn't say to come to a temple or a place. He says, come to me, which is what he's still saying today. When we're overwhelmed and we can't do anything, come to me. Listen to this in John. So when we're going to come to a person to resolve our issues, we need to know this person has uh, the ability to resolve our issues. John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him, not anything was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus. What this is referring to. Right now, you are being held together by the power of Jesus. If you were made, which is everything in this room, including chairs, people, things, it was made through Jesus. The life that you have right now. The reason why you were born in this millennia, in this place, to your parents, is purpose directed by Jesus. And then he takes a kind of awkward turn in 29, because he just says, come to me, are you weary and heavy laden? And I'll give you rest. And then he goes right from rest to work, because that's what a yoke is. It's just the right type of work. If your work is exhausting you, and I don't mean, you know, like your job, because jobs are, you know, curse of Adam, pretty much. Um, God said from the beginning, you're going to labor and toil, and it's just going to be what it is. 
of children that have gotten jobs and it's like, oh, work stings and I'm like, pretty much life. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to say. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, some of you have found your destiny and purpose and you wake up in the morning. I didn't go to work. Most of us, we don't. Uh, <laughs> we wake up and say, here I am. I'm alive. And so he goes from rest to work, and, and if, if God is wise and full of wisdom, what he offers us is what we need. So even though he's going to talk about work, yoke, when he says, come to me, are you weary and heavy laden, and I will give you the rest, the rest is the removal of an identity that is driving you away from Jesus. 29. <clears throat> Sorry. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Okay? Uh, not a farmer. Uh, I've seen pictures of yokes, I've seen videos of you know, animals in yokes. Um, if you know more than me, I'm sorry if I make this sound bad, but um, let me explain it. The yoke is this wooden implement that's placed over the neck of an animal um, to tether them to the thing that they're going to do. They're going to pull something, they're going to um, plow a field, whatever they're going to do. And they're, they're tethered to it, um, too. There's two of these yokes. There's a, a, another one beside And the, the imagery here is that Jesus is calling you out of a yoke that's killing you, that's sucking life out of you, that's you know not not building you into His yoke, which is connected to Him. That you put on when He says light and easy. And let me just tell you, um, when there's a new animal that's put into the yoke, the, the seasoned one helps the new one go the speed and do the thing that they're meant to do. You know, because they might want to go faster or slower, but you have to stay in step. When you're tethered to another animal, like, one cannot run ahead, one cannot fall behind. They're, they may struggle in, like, how they're doing it, but they're going to stay together. And that's the imagery here that Jesus is doing with your identity. He's saying, let go. Take off the old one. <laughs> Submit to mine. Because in mine, not only is it light and easy, but you're connected to me. If you're connected head to head to Jesus, it's really easy to hear his whispers. It's really easy to hear him say, hey, calm down. That's okay, slow down. It's really difficult, and this is what we do, because... We'll, we'll, we'll exchange the light and easy. Because we think, whether it's men or women, because we're all kind of driven. And this could be good things, too. So I, I, don't want you to, <clears throat> I don't want you to think when we're talking about identity, some of the most dangerous things, identity things that we can have are good things. Because um, the Bible is filled with Pharisees that were doing lots of good things. And all the things that they thought they were doing. They, they had their little yokes on and they were going to show everybody how awesome they were. And we'll exchange that light and easy for this, thinking God's going too slow. God needs to do this. God needs to do that. 
I mean, you know, and, and we'll take on this thing that isn't even us. And we can even in church and even in our Christian walk put on a yoke that wasn't ours to begin with. Instead of submitting and surrendering to his. And a yoke is submission. A yoke isn't freedom. And I think sometimes when we say, oh, we don't have freedom... We get a little nervous because we think negative about that. Let me just ask you a question. Don't answer this out loud. Just answer it internally. Don't elbow your person inside. How's your freedom work? Like when you've just done your own thing and lived that glorious life. How, how, how's, that, how's that going? <clears throat> Not well. I'm going to tell you, um, if anybody's reached out to me on Facebook in the last eight weeks, I'm not there. I mean, my account's still there, but I'm not there. Um, it's like, I, I just can't anymore. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, it, it, emotionally, I just can't deal with it. So I literally, I intentionally, during my sabbatical, got off all social media, and when I got back on, I got back on Others, other than Facebook, I just can't do it. Because, you know, it makes me emotionally feel ways I don't want to feel about things that I'm not even sure about. So this isn't like everybody should get off Facebook, but maybe you should. (laughs) (laughs) It makes us stay connected to Jesus. It controls our, our place. It controls our placement, our location. And it puts us right in his, or right close to where he can speak. You know, when Jesus says, you know, I'm a shepherd, and my sheep hear my voice, it's real easy to hear his voice when you're close to Jesus. And that's what this is, this this tethering. You will always have a yoke. So if today you say, ah, I don't trust Jesus, which is fine. Reach is never going to be a place that's going to force you to surrender to Jesus. Because you can't do that anyway. It doesn't work. But today, when you leave here, um, you're going to be surrendered to a yoke of your choosing. Plain and simple. And one of the reasons why I put name tags on here is because in, a, in the Jewish culture, a name was, um, was power. I mean, we see that all throughout there. there it, it spoke of who you were, what kind of person you were going to be, what your destiny was. And, and, and I don't, I'm not leaning here to going, you know, what's your name? Because I'm not saying, hey, like, Keith. But like, when I say, hello, my name is, this is, our yoke. It's how we're living because, like, what we present to people is what we're living under. And so, one of the reasons why I gave you this to take it home with you is just to put it somewhere that you see it for the next few days. Because it's a choice that you get to. The reason why it's blank is because you get to write in there what your yoke is going to be. You get to determine um, that I, I'm going to surrender to what Jesus has for me. There's so many of us living under a yoke that someone else gave us 
words spoken to us as a child, from a spouse, from uh, a relationship that we're living under, hurts and pains. Most of us aren't even aware that it's going on. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what I'm going to end here in just a few minutes with, is is asking the Holy Spirit to do over the next week um, what you may not be able to do, which is bring to your awareness things that you're living under. Some of us are driven to prove something, that I'm a good person. And our yoke is just, I want people to think of me a certain way. Let me just tell you, over the last, over part of my sabbatical, and the reason why I'm preaching this today, that it's, it's difficult. Like, this is... Being a pastor has been my identity for 19 years. And the truth is, it's not who I am. It was hard for six weeks. I, I didn't have this at all. I wasn't preaching. I wasn't doing these things anymore. You know, like, we need you. It was hard to go, you know, who am I? And the truth is, I'm a child of God. That is loved by Him and called by His purpose, regardless of this. And this, 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 and, and, and over the last 18 months, it's been a new, you know, whatever, is difficult. Because how this goes and um, how um, we're presenting the gospel and, and, and all the tension between vaccines, no vaccines, masks, and no masks, and all these things within our church cause division. And and there's a lot of pressure for me to have the right answer. Let me just tell you, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I want to know, and I promise you the moment the Holy Spirit lays something on me that I know is true, I'll, 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 I'll give it here, but like, it, it's, I don't know. Like, when we close down, should we close? I mean, there was so many things, and they, and I, and I see now over my sabbatical, like, how much of my identity is wrapped in how things are going here, and, and, and it's dangerous. For you, it could be how hard a worker I am, or that I'm not worthless. i got to prove my worth to people. <laughs> Some of you are living under identity that no one can love me. I'll never experience joy or heart. I have to live this way the rest of my life. Because of an experience, because of a challenge, because of something someone did to me. And I just want to tell you that you don't. Even good things can be bad yokes. Prodigal brother, you know, prodigal son is the story, but prodigal brother is the Prime example. He was he did all the right things. He still missed the father's joy and pleasure. <clears throat> I am a child of God before I am a worker in him. So here's your homework. Um, and if you don't have one of these near you, um, there is a stack of these on the desk outside. And you know. You may not like homework, but if all you do in your Christian world is what you get from me in my 30 to 40 minute messages, you're in trouble. Here. 
So what I would like you to do is I'd like you to take your name tag home and you put it somewhere that you can see it, you know, uh, maybe in your uh, own mirror, in your bathroom, or in your kitchen somewhere, on the refrigerators, just as a choice. Like, I get to choose what I put on there, what, what I declare before the world of who I am. <clears throat> and uh, there's a sheet back in front, it seems like a lot, uh, but what I'm going to ask you to do, and you can read every one of these every day, you can pick some of these, you can highlight a few of these that speak specifically to how you feel right now, and read those. You know, I'm not going to check your homework. Honestly, you can get out of this, what you put into this, but what I'd like you to do is over the next week is to have this somewhere near, and um, you can email me if you want to, if it helps to have this in a digital form, and I'll send it out to you, but they're I am statements. I am a child of God. I'm a branch of the true vine. I'm a conduit of Christ's life. I'm a friend of Jesus. I've been justified and redeemed. My old self was crucified with Christ. And I love, and I no longer am a slave to sin. And there's, there's the text, there's the statement, and then there's the text, where it comes from in the Bible below it. And I just encourage you over the next three weeks to read that, because I believe if you'll, this is all Jesus did to reject lies. He quoted scripture. That's all he did when he was when he was confronted uh, by Satan. Satan challenged him with partial truths and you know, you know kind of misquoting scriptures. Jesus just spoke the truth. So as you read this, I, uh, I ask you to allow the Holy Spirit to expose false yokes that you're living under. I am statements help stir the pot because they're there. If you're having issues in your life, there's a yoke that you need to get rid of. Light and easy. Rest. That's the promises that we get from Him. And as they're exposed, and and God may be exposing some to you right now, and as we worship in our last song, you can deal with them and lay them before the feet of Jesus uh, start today. But as you're, um, as they come to your attention, as you see them, um, lay them down. You don't have to fight them. You don't have to, you know, like, I'm going to, you know, like karate. My oldest daughter took a taekwondo. You know, again, it's not like the board test that you've got to break that thing. All you've got to do is Jesus is the power, is lay it at his feet. And surrender to him. And let him do the work. Because all you had to do was take off and step in. And really, this is the picture of salvation. This is what this text is all about. Is is Jesus did what the law couldn't do. Which is bring salvation. Which was to remove this weight of sin. And give you life. And so this morning, I'm going to invite our worship team back up. Uh, this morning, if you're far from God, if you're overwhelmed, listen to the words again of Jesus. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest 
for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's the promise. That's what you're surrendering the old yoke that wasn't doing you any good. And this is the new that Jesus offers today that can be yours today. And so as we worship, I encourage you, if, if, if that's you, then start there and just say, Jesus, I need you. Salvation is a journey, not an event. It's a journey. It's what God does in us. It happens at a moment that you surrender, but it's something God continues to do in us as we surrender to him. And so today, even if you love Jesus, but you've just been weary, come to him. I'm going to pray for us. We're going to worship. We're going to let the Holy Spirit do what we can do. Let's pray. Jesus, right now, not only are you praying for us, beside the Father, but right now I ask you to begin to identify yokes in our lives, including me, things that we're living under, things that we've, we've taken off yours and put it on ours thinking we're doing the right thing or, or thinking we're just, we don't know, just so weary, lost, and this seems better. Lord, I pray that you would expose it for what it is. Lord, I pray that you would give us vision to see where it takes us. And Lord, that you would give us faith and trust to surrender to your yoke, which is light and easy. That you're gentle. Lord, we want that. We want rest right now. And Lord, we just ask that you would bring peace to us. As we surrender, as we put on that yoke, Lord, I pray that you would give us enough peace and enough trust that as we try to go too fast or go too slow, that you would just keep us in step and pace with you. And I pray as we surrender, Lord, your voice would be clearer and clearer to us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.